Blog Talk Radio. Let the wind blow, let the glory come down. Hey. 
Oh, God. 
And um, just to let you know, if you need prayer for absolutely anything at any point in time, please feel free to give us a call. Um, so let's start off with a word of prayer. Father God, Lord, we come to you, Father, um, coming boldly to your throne of grace, Lord. Your word declares that you have made a way past the veil into the holiest of holies, Father. Father, we delight ourselves in your presence, Lord, as your word declares that you have become our, that you are our exceeding great reward, Father. And so, Lord, tonight we desire nothing else but to be in your presence, Father. We desire nothing else but to hear from you, Father. We desire nothing else, Father, but to learn from you, Father. Holy Spirit, give us all a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our hearts, Father, that they can be flooded with light, Lord. Tonight, in everything that is said, reveal yourself to us. Reveal Jesus Christ to us tonight, Lord. Father, whatever happens tonight, Lord, let every word glorify the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we give you complete and total control over this broadcast. Have your way tonight. Let your will be done in this broadcast and in the hearts and the lives of everybody who's listening tonight. Father, anybody who is tuning in tonight, Lord, who has anything they need from you, Father, you already know it. So we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would meet them at the point of their need, Father. You would fulfill every need that they have, Lord, in your name, by your grace, and, Lord, by your mercy, Father. For those who may not know you tonight, Lord, Father, I pray you would open their hearts, Father, and you would reveal yourself to them, Lord. Demonstrate your love to them tonight, Father, and let them be filled with your love, Lord. For those who are depressed or suffering from anything, Father, as your word declares, why be cast down, O my soul? Put your hope in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, Father. Your word declares that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. So, Father, Daddy, we delight ourselves in you. Thank you. So, um, tonight, um, Paul has a um, guest on, Mr. Rust. Are you there, Paul? Okay. Um, so I'll go ahead, go ahead and let you take it away. Hallelujah. Well, live from Kansas, we give God all the glory for our platform. We know our God has directed us to pray for peace and truth. Psalm 22, 22, verse 6 says, Pray for peace and truth. May they prosper.
verses 14 to 15, as you always hear me preach, it says, Now is the confidence that we have in you. That if anything we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then whatever we ask, then whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions. We know that we have the requests that he has asked us. Tonight I want to introduce gentleman, an awesome man of God. He has brought his whole family up in the Word of God. Both of his children are phenomenal men and women of God, their families, his grandchildren. There are, they are, you know, salt in the earth. They are cornerstones of this city. I want to introduce Mr. Rust as we all know we've been praying for nations, over 195 sovereign nations across the globe. We've already prayed for Afghanistan, Albania, Macedonia. Now we're going to pray over Algeria. Uh, Algeria is the 10th largest country in the world. Um, it's the largest country in Africa. It's the Arab world. Everybody's heard of Sudan. Um, Indonesia, Libya, Morocco, Western Sahara. Um, there's over 2.4 million square kilometers. It's actually 926,000 square miles. An average population of 36.3 million. It's in our heart to put a footprint in the soil of every nation across the globe. Prayer International. God has ordained us. It says in Acts 1 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be a witness to Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, to all the ends of the earth. I would like to bring Mr. Rust on the line, let him give a prayer for Albania, maybe a, whatever the Lord puts on his heart. We're going to give him the platform for a bit. We have people calling him from all over the country here in the United States. We ask God that he bless you and finish the
guide them and show them, dear Jesus, that you love them. The most important thing in life, dear Jesus, that somebody does love them, dear Jesus. We know that you do, dear Jesus, and help them to know that we love them, dear Jesus. We don't know where they are, and we don't know who they are, but we somehow, dear Jesus, that they can feel the love that we have for them, dear Jesus, no matter how far across the world it is, dear Jesus, but just bless them and be with them, and dear Jesus, just keep your hand upon them, dear Jesus, and we just ask it in your precious name, amen. Yeah. I would like to introduce you to Sean. Sean? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, nice to meet oh, you. Oh, yeah. Hi. Sean is out I'm of glad to meet you. Dallas. Yeah. Well, um, man, it was funny you said that. I was thinking that we've been talking about that pretty much all week about prayer and intercession. And, you know, I was working on the website, um, today, um, for any of y'all out there who don't know, it's um, prayerinternational.org, and I'm not really good at building websites, um, it's, um, never went to school for it, so it's one of those things where you just, like, start doing it, and you, by the grace of the Lord, hope that it actually looks okay when it gets out on the internet, and so the whole time I'm working on this website today, I'm just thinking, um, about all the nations that are out there. You know, I was talking to Paul about, like, some of these, like, our nation mm-hmm. tonight. Um, it's like, I think Paul said it was, like, the 10th largest nation in the world. And, you know, I, I forget, what was the number, Paul, of how many millions of people who are in that nation? Uh, 36.3 million. 33.6 million. You know, we talked about praying for one nation a night, and we couldn't get through all of the nations of the world, even in a year's time, by doing one a night. And 33.6 million, if we just pray for one person a day, even if we knew what their names were, it would take a lifetime, it it seems. But, you know, it says that Jesus when he ascended into heaven, is continually before the Father, making intercession. And, you know, I just had this um, image in my head yesterday, um, because the Bible says he he ascended into heaven, was seated at the right hand of God, and I can just imagine him getting off of his throne just to spend time interceding, because his work is never done until the last trumpet sounds. Because he said that he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. You know, 33.6 million people in one nation, just in Africa alone. And um, it's not even geographically, it's not the the biggest nation in the world by far. It doesn't cover the most land space. But 33.6 million people in in one country... And the the real question always comes down to how many of those people know the Lord Jesus? How many of those people have been told about the Lord Jesus? How many people have had the opportunity to know him? How many people have who are there who do know the Lord Jesus are actively reaching out to the lost? 
how many people there are in need of healing and in need of prayer and in need of miracles, um, financial or whatever it is. And, you know, um, we emphasize prayer so much on this show because, um, you know, we have the ability to intercede for places we've never been. And, you know, to prove it, you know, in the book of Genesis, Abraham interceded on behalf of Sodom. And he stood before the Lord and he said, Lord, if there's 20 righteous, 10 righteous, 5 righteous, would you still destroy it? And the Lord stood face to face with Abraham while Abraham Hmm. interceded on behalf of that nation. And we don't even know that Abraham had ever stepped foot in there. There's nothing that says he was ever in there that I, I remember. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was. But he wasn't there. He wasn't walking the streets asking people to come to the Lord. Because when he couldn't, he did the next best thing, which is he stood before the Father and interceded to the Father on behalf of those people that were there. And, you know, night after night after night after night, we're going to continually be on the show interceding on behalf of the nations. Interceding because, you know, Jesus said to praise the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers into the field um, because the harvest is ripe. There's those people out there. And you want to know when the harvest is ripe is when there's people out there who are searching for the Lord Jesus Christ, even if they don't know what they're searching for. People out there that are longing for a touch from God. And we have the ability to make a spiritual difference and a spiritual impact on their lives, whether we ever come in contact with them or not. You know, Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And we have the ability to war in the heavenly places and to proclaim blessing and to proclaim salvation on those nations and to claim those nations in the name of the Lord. Um, It seems um, like such a big thing to say it, but it's true. We have the ability to speak speak prophetic words of the Lord's blessing upon those nations, to prophetically claim the harvest in those nations, to prophetically stand up with the Lord and declare that his word is true for those nations, um, that salvation is for them that the cross of Jesus was for them, that he died for them, that he rose for them, and that they have eternal life through him. But they have to have someone tell them. So we need to pray for intercessors. We need to pray for prophets. We need to pray for evangelists and teachers and missionaries who will be willing to go into the fields and proclaim the word of God to people. Um, Hallelujah. So... Um, I, I think um, by the end of the year we need to just have a tally list of all the people in every nation that we've covered so we can post it to the website. Um, it, it's funny because um, a year ago um, me and my wife had a, a sponsor kid that um, we adopted um, on, I don't even remember the name, I think it's Compassion International and we adopted the sponsor kid from Bangladesh just one kid, but and it was only like $30 a month, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it probably seems like a whole lot to him. 
and he became our um, our foster kid, our sponsor kid, sort of like part of the real family. And we put his picture up, and we and everybody in the family just considered that, you know, he was part of the family, just lived far away. And you know, spiritually in prayer, you can we, you can do the same thing. You can adopt a person, adopt a nation, have the ask the Lord to put a, a desire and a burning calling on your heart for a nation. You know, um, there are nations that are inside of you that the Lord is birthing desire for, for you to for you to pray for, for you to intercede for. So you, we need to start going before the Lord, asking Him to reveal to us which nations He wants us to pray for. So, Amen. Um, oh, that's all I had. Um, <laughs> so. I'm looking at a little girl that me and Olivia adopted last year when I first moved here. Oh, yeah. She was Compassion mm-hmm. International. Marcelina Adrianti, she was born mm-hmm. May 11, 2005. She's from Indonesia. And uh, we met up with Compassion International at Becky Sadler's church. And I came home running oh, yeah. home telling my wife, I said, hey, we adopted a girl tonight. My wife got raised up in the chair and said, What? Because in our little city, adoption is real big here, you know. So Olivia, she didn't know if I was bringing someone to live in a church with us or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, with me, anything can happen, you know what I mean, David? Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Yeah, I know. Hey, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I want to thank Mr. Russ for coming on with us tonight. Um He's a young man, so I, he's probably got to go to bed. But um, David is a prayer warrior. He's He's got a ministry that's unique in his own. He's always out, you know, looking to sow seed in the fertile soil. He is a farmer um, by trade. David, you've been in the farm, farm, farming in your whole life, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, pretty well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I know what it is. Um, if there's anybody that walks in faith, David does. Oh, I'm just a, I'm just a man. <laughs> no, besides to serve God, that's all I am. Hallelujah. Yeah, I am. I, I appreciate you guys are doing what you're doing. Well, David, you can, we thank you for coming on the air with us. Um the Lord just put in my heart to bring you online, let you pray for us tonight for Algeria. Uh, we're going to be taking calls from people all over the nation tonight. And, um, hallelujah. We definitely give God glory for what we're doing and the platform he provides. So, yes, thank you, we'll David. pray for you guys. We will. Okay, we'll see you guys. Uh, thank you. God bless. Thanks for the privilege. Okay, bye. All right, Sean. Yes, sir. Um, let's see here. Um, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, well, hallelujah. David is about 70. I think he just turned 71 January 15th. And he is a true farmer. I always use his son in comparison to me. Uh, the difference of someone that you raise in the church that 
you know, since they've been grown versus someone who wasn't raised in the church. You know, if you just look at our heartbeats, our footprint, and our track record, you know, um, his son's never even been in jail. <laughs> I said, well, you ought to do prison ministry. Well, prison ministry usually <laughs> for someone that's been in jail, right? <laughs> if I took him to jail, he'd want to sit in the truck. Hey, man, how about let me sit out here? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, anyway, um, David's got a wonderful daughter. His whole family's great people. Hallelujah. Um, do we have anyone that's uh, in the um, screen room, or do we have anybody that, um, let's see here, it's just me and you right now? Hallelujah. I'm sure uh, they're, Chris is probably checking everybody's ID at the door. We've probably got a line out around the corner right now. Um, uh, people, press it in for prayer. Press it in for prayer. Hallelujah. Um, why don't we uh, pray for my adopted daughter, my daughter Olivia's, Marcelina Sofriani Adrianti. She's out of Indonesia. Okay. Um, she's a child that we um, adopted at Compassion International. Um, Compassion International is located at 12290 Voyager Parkway, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Zip code 80921. Um, for those of you that, the Lord, if he puts on your heart to... Adopt a child that we could sow into her life. Um, we signed up to spend forty dollars a month to sow into her life, which is double what her daddy makes. Her daddy makes eighty-eight dollars a month, uh, which is half of what he makes. Um, it buys her school clothes and all kinds of stuff. We're always getting letters from her. Um, we send her pictures of us. Um, for those of you, if, if the Lord puts it in your heart, you can go to Compassion.com or you can dial 800-336-7676. Um, it's been wonderful to us. We was able to send out, um, you know, a seed in her life for Christmas presents. Um, school clothes, you know, they send us letters. I don't know how they do you, Sean, but they send us letters of special needs, and if we're able to do it, we can do it. If not, you know, but uh, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at her picture. She is very, very darling. Um, she's a blessing. It's been kind of nice to us. Um, so, and you have a adopted child from Compassion International too, correct, Sean? Right, I do. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. Uh, what's your child's name? Uh, Rupan. R-U-P-A-N. So, and I believe he's about 12. Um, I have to go look at the letter to find out. But, yeah, we get the letters. Um, and he's actually a Christian. Uh, and I believe that Compassion International has um, Bible studies and church services, and so, which I'm assuming they don't actually have a lot of where he's at. Um and you know it's it's just um it's interesting having um foster children from other countries like that because it really puts in um 
an exclamation point on our own lives and, you know, the things that we take for granted, especially over here in the United States, having mm-hmm. so much, even the times when we don't think we have a lot compared to everybody else. I mean, we're blessed beyond belief, um, walking in the blessings of the Lord. And, um, you know, the least we can do at times is to help um, those who don't have anything, um, which I believe is what Jesus said, talking about those who are hungry and those who are thirsty and those who are in prison and that we should be, and anything we do to them is like we were doing it unto the Lord. So, um, so yeah, um, go ahead and let's pray for them, um, and then we'll see what the Lord does after that. Okay. I've also got another adopted daughter sitting right beside me here. Every night when I come in the green room to sow my time in the Prayer International on Thanksgiving Eve, I found a little black ball outside about the size, a little bit bigger than a baseball. She weighed a half an ounce. And she couldn't run because her two front feet were club-footed. And, you know, out here in the rural area, the, if the coons don't get her, the raccoons, the bobcats, or whatever it is, or get her, it's a little kitten. And every night when I uh, come in here for Prayer International, start getting prayed up, she'll jump in here with me. I got a little blanket right here on my desk to the left, and she lays there the whole time under the presence of God while her mother's in there sleeping. And um, when I get ready to go, she'll jump in there and jump in the bed and go to bed. <laughs> her name Man. is Bella, Isabella. Hallelujah. She is so lovely. Her daddy has one club foot, and for some reason she has two. So she'll walk on two legs, and she runs around putting her one front paw on the baseboard and uses it for a handrail when she walks. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Lord God, we thank you for Mr. Rust. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that because of your love, we have love. Lord God, as we sit in your presence tonight, Heavenly Father, we lift up Christopher, we lift up Tracy in their ministry. Lord God, we call in the computer monitor and any hardware that Christopher and Tracy need to build their ministry within their four walls of their house for their own green room so that they may minister to the lost across all the nations. As we build out the landscape and perform your word over every footprint throughout the nations, Heavenly Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we call out to Marcelina, Sofriani, Adrianti, 
She was born May 11, 2005. Heavenly Father, from the United States, we call out to Indonesia. We call out, Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap, the point of contact for Marcelina. Heavenly Father, we ask you that you send out angels to Marcelina. Heavenly Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, as she is a child of God, that you would minister her, Heavenly Father, to her family. As I pray, I'm, I'm typing as well, so bear with me. Um, as we lift up Marcelina and her mother and father and her brother, Heavenly Father, we pray Psalms 91, safety of abiding in the presence of God. As she is your clay, you are the potter, Heavenly Father. Your word says, and he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Heavenly Father, with all the terroristic acts of God, uh, earthquakes, we ask you that you deliver her from the snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence, that you will cover her with your feathers, and under your wings, Heavenly Father, she will take refuge with her mother, her father, and her, her brother, that your truth shall be her shield and buckler, and that she will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday, that a thousand shall fall at her side and ten thousand at her right side. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that in your hands that she will bear up you, lest she dash her foot on a stone. Heavenly Father, as we lift up her and her family, as we wrap her in the Psalms 91 prayer, as we stand in the gap from the U.S., we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you send your angels, that you will minister her, Heavenly Father, as we stand on Matthew 8, Centurion Faith, that anything and everything that we ask for here, the faith that we have a Centurion, that your word says in John 14, 14, that anything we ask, it shall be done, that you will do it. I know you will. Your word says so. Your word says that you're not a man, that you shall lie, Father. Your word says that it will not turn, return void, that it shall prosper in the things that you send it.
your word says that without faith it's impossible to please you. For he that comes to you must believe that you are that you are the rewarder of those that diligently seek you. As I lift up my brother Sean and his lovely wife, his bride, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you meet all his needs according to your riches and glory, that you will manifest in their life, that their doorposts will be marked in the blood, that they will have a hedge of protection over their life. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you open up doors of opportunity that can't no man open in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray over Christopher or over Sean and his wife. Your word says in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Your word says that, For I know the plans that I have for you. declares the Lord, the Lord of Israel, the Lord of Plano, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We send these words, and we pray these over my brothers and sisters, Christopher Tracy, our adopted daughter, Marcelina, her family, Sean and his lovely bride, because your word says, Father, that you exalt your word over yourself. It says in Ezekiel twenty two thirty that I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. Heavenly Father, I make up the hedge from Kansas. And I stand in the gap before the land that you should not destroy it. It says here, but I found none. Today you found one. Choose me, Lord, that I shall act as a proxy and stand in the gap for my brethren, my family, my beloved children, your lost ones, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So, hallelujah. You want to lift up your adopted son, yeah. yourself? I wanted, I wanted to leave that to you that you can pray for. <laughs> Everyone else. Don't forget Bella either. <laughs> Bella? Oh, your cat? Her name is Bella. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting there just looking. <laughs> Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we lift up the nation of Bangladesh right now, Father. Lord, that your light and your word would shine forth in that nation, Father. Lord, that those in that nation, Father, who are hungry and thirsty, Father, who are seeking the water of your word, Lord, Father, those whose souls are dry, Father, those who have been waiting and calling and waiting for you, Lord, Father, you would show up, Father, you would deliver them from their affliction, Father, Lord, that you would bless them, Father, you would reveal yourself to them, Father, for Rupan and his family, Father, that you would set them, Father, as kings in that nation, Father, that you would reveal to them, Yourself, Father, reveal to them your plans and your purpose for their lives, Father. For even though they were born in Bangladesh, Father, they are still international Christians, Father, with an international mandate, Father, with an international calling, Father. You said that 
do you know, like Paul said, do you know the thoughts that you think for us, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope, Father? Lord, your word declares to call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know not of, Father. So we pray that over Rupon and his family right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, that you would begin to reveal yourself to them, Lord. Father, begin to make them a blessing in their own in their own nation, Father. Begin to make them a blessing among their neighbors, Father. Begin to let your light shine through them, Father. And through them, Father, your word may go forth to those neighbors they have around them and the people that they come in contact with, Lord. Father, for Bella, for little Bella, Father. Father, I'm not really sure what to pray for a cat, Lord, but Father, we just pray healing and blessing on that cat, Father. Father, hmm. Father, place your anointing on that cat. Father, let that cat be filled with your spirit. Let the cat, Bella, be filled with your spirit, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus. You know, it sounds weird, um, Paul, to pray um, for animals, but, you know, it's funny. um, One of my teachers at... um, Christ for the Nations was talking about his animal being filled, or no, it was David Hogan, not Christ for the Nations. Um, David Hogan, a missionary from um, Mexico, had been talking about um, his animals and how he could tell um, that they were filled with the Spirit in a way and and how they listened to the Lord. And I didn't believe it until, like, I, I my wife wanted an, a dog because we already had two cats and, um, and a house was... Um, four kids, it seems that animals just multiply like manna. And um, so my <laughs> wife wanted a dog. So we went to the um, shelter to get a dog, and um, I had t- taken, we took our six-year-old um, foster daughter with us, and, like, she's wanting the little bitty tiny dogs, and I'm wanting the big, the big like, huge man-type dogs. Um, and so I picked the dog out, um, um, big, huge um I think it's like a, um, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what breed that is. Um, he's like a lab, he's almost like a Labrador. And and so he was really sad when we first got him, but then he seemed to be happy. And then I found out that it's a dog that doesn't bark. He doesn't make noises. He doesn't lick people. He's the absolute friendliest dog in the world. And we almost thought that he was scared of everything, including the cat's. Which so you think he's like the scared this like the just um most fearful dog in the entire world since everything scares him. But what I found out is, is every night sometime between like t- between midnight and three AM, this dog will get up and make his rounds. He'll get up from wherever he was sleeping and he'll walk room to room to room to room. He'll walk in a in a bedroom, look around, make sure everything's okay, and he'll turn around and go lay back down. And you know, I believe that the, that um, it is possible for um, some animals to hear the voice of the Lord, um, because um, I don't know why I just believe that. So, anyway, um, our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer tonight, um, please give us a call. You can always visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. 
and we have a chat room in there. We also have a um, chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. Um, so I was saying earlier that um, I've been working on our website, and something that we had, me and Chris had been praying about <coughs> um, was sooner or later we wanted to have 24-hour prayer going on live where people from any country on the face of this planet could just go to our website and um, if they needed live prayer, there would be people to pray for them live um, and with video. Um, because you never know. I mean, there's always at some point in time someone's at work or someone's having an issue. And, you know, I've had people call in the middle of the night um, needing prayer for things, um, people from other countries. And um, so me and we're, t- we're desiring, um, trusting the Lord um, f- to raise up intercessors, to bring forth people who the Lord has put a desire in their heart to intercede for the nations. Um, and by this time next year, we're um, believing the Lord, um, if not sooner, to have the ability to staff 24-hour prayer rooms on our website um, and to have people who can be in there 24 hours a day in different shifts to pray. Um, we're going to be setting up different prayer rooms um, or different interactive prayer rooms, um, one just for healing, uh, some for salvation. We'll have a, a room just for praying for the nation of Israel um, because the Bible says that we're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and bless um, Israel and um, just God's chosen people. And um, we need to always be mindful of Jerusalem and um, our prayers and the world news and events and everything else. Um, Because I believe a lot of stuff that happens in the end times and how close we are can easily be seen by the shape of Israel. And um, so how about we do this? How about we get into some worship for a little bit and then um, we'll come back and just few minutes. Sound good, Paul? Yes, sir. Okay. We will be right back. Thank you. 
1-800-273-8558. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. You can always visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. So, how's it going tonight, Paul? It is going good. Um, hallelujah. I was going to tell you earlier, we was talking about the cat. Back when I lived in Farmersville, Texas, my mother had a cat, Big Show. And Big Show got real sick with feline AIDS. Um, this was in 2008 when we lived out that on that ranch property. And um, I told my mom, well, won't you let the cat come live with us? Um, if you've ever been in anyone's house that is Holy Ghost filled, that prays, a lot of people, if you're sensitive to the Spirit, you'll walk in their house and there's hot spots. Well, we had a room up above our garage that was on fire. <laughs> Christopher and Tracy used to come over there and hang out with us. We'd watch old Christian movies that we bought. And uh, so I told my mom, I said, well, let me just take that cat with us. Because when she got, when Big Show got sick with feline AIDS, his hair got real oily and he didn't smell good and you know he was you know living his last days well we'd been hanging out with Dr. Mike and Hazel Simons Shane or what's his name uh, Joshua and Rebecca and Rachel and Mike and uh, Brian Cliff and Christian Tracy and everywhere everyone we hung out with was Holy Ghost filled laying hands on the sick so we took my mom's cat with us, and the first thing I did, I laid my hand on that cat. In the name of Jesus, you're healed. You're healed. It's like Mike Simon used to do. That cat used to look at me, and I'd slap that big old cat. In the name of Jesus, and that cat would shake. Well, Christopher will be able to tell you, God healed that cat. <laughs> That cat went from being skinny and oily and stinky to fat and fluffy again. And uh, we were, I'd only been walking with the Lord at that time about six months. Um, but I seen everybody else laying hands on the sick. I seen Christopher laying hands on the sick. I seen Christopher doing street evangelism, you know. So I just started imitating what everybody else was doing, you know what I mean? Talking like them, walking like them. <laughs> hey, you know, um, and literally, you know, uh, we was in the ghetto in the uh, projects of Fort Worth. And, you know, the Lord says that he'll take you back to play. He'll, he'll bring you out of darkness. He'll dress you out in his armor. And then he'll send you back in the places you've been. Well, I got a phone call from Christopher when he was in Rhode Island at his parents to go meet up with this evangelist from Johannesburg, South Africa, named Rodney Howard Brown. They was doing a Great Awakening tour. 
And um, Christopher was telling me how they was doing the nursing homes and stuff up there. And he said they did the nursing homes because, you know, uh, I forget why he said it. But he said you go in there, it was real quiet. But when they left, it was real noisy because of the move of God. So I've never done any evangelism. I've never led anyone to the Lord. So I went to the nursing homes. I did the nursing home part because, you know, I guess fear more than anything. When You know, if you never walked up to anyone and said, hey, has God, has anyone ever told you God has a great plan for your life, you know, and that he loves you? You know, uh, you can have all the bonus selling cars or selling stock or selling uh, goats, but if you never sold the Lord, you know, uh, if it's something new, you may have fear. Well, I did, so I chose the, the nursing home route, thinking, well, if um, at least if I talk to someone that can't talk or anything, you know, or somebody who's just laying in a bed, you know, if I make a mistake, nobody will know but me and God, right? Amen. Well, I got in a nursing home crew. They asked us, they stayed, they, the crew out there, I can't remember their name, they're still with them, um, told us that I, there was about 624 people is what showed up, harvesters, laborers. And they told everybody to put all their knowledge away. They wanted us to do it the way Rodney Howard Brown, the way the Lord ministered to him to do it, because when he was uh, the garden center up in New York, what's the big, uh, what is it? No, I can't remember. Um but they weren't having the results that they was looking for up in New York. Uh, and they was paying $80,000 a night for that big coliseum. The Lord put on Rodney Howard Brown's heart one night on what to do and all the scripture, all the pieces of paper, everything that they used in their street evangelism. So they told us that, you know, we know all of y'all, y'all, we know y'all know what you're doing, you know, we're sure you're all evangelists, you know, and you, you know, just, just regardless of what you know, we want you to put it up and store it for one week, and we want y'all to do it our way. And uh, so I didn't know how to do it anyway, so that didn't offend me. You know, if you're ever someone that is good at what you do and somebody tells you to put up what you know and do it their way, that old man seems to come up in you. Uh, it always has with me in the brokerage business. But we went to the nursing homes, and sure enough, my team leader, she takes me in the cafeteria and puts me with a gentleman named Curtis. Uh-huh. Curtis was sitting there with a wheelchair in front of a lunch table, uh, slobber running all down his front shirt. His mouth was drooping. Uh, it was a sad case. And I walked up to Curtis, you know, what's her name, Jeannie, told me, okay, Paul, here you go. And I look at this guy, and I'm thinking, wow, okay. And I got this scripture deal they give us to read. Dear, it says, uh, has anyone ever told you, Curtis, that God loves you and has a great plan for your life? And they teach you if you're leading someone to the Lord and they don't respond, if they can't talk, then you grab their hand and you say, well, if you can't talk, squeeze my hand. And this guy didn't talk. He just looked at me. And I thought, wow. And about that time, this little lady over behind me said, sir, he hadn't talked in 10 years. 
and personally, me, I thought she was rude, you know. Here we were doing street evangelism, trying to lead people to the Lord, and the devil didn't like it. And this woman was, just, I thought, was completely out of line. And that old man came up in me because I hadn't had the love of Jesus. I wasn't walking with the Lord, but then seven months. This was on July 15th of 2008. So my birthday is July or January 3rd, so I'm seven and a half months into my walk. And I looked at her and I said, well, he's going to talk today. <laughs> I didn't know why, you know, what do I know? So I, I kept on going through the scripture that, uh, or the, the handheld piece of paper that uh, Ronnie Howard Brown gives us. If I, As I'm talking, I'm going to see if I can't find it in my wife's Bible right here because we still use it. You know, I know most of it by heart now, but I just want to look at it while I'm talking. You know, it says right here, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that he has a great and wonderful plan for your life? Well, he didn't say nothing. So I, I said, well, Curtis, I have a real quick question, but more important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? And Curtis didn't say nothing. That's when the lady made her remark to me and of course I made my remark which um, I don't think was at that point very probably very man of God like but I did so I asked Curtis I said Curtis I said squeeze my hand if you understand me now when you work on the phone for a living your ears are your eyes right but when you're sitting in front of somebody you know i can tell you whether someone's listening to me on a phone call or if they're distracted if they got a counter full of people if they're reading a magazine and not paying attention to me or watching television you know you can tell right so i grabbed his hand and i said curtis i said if you understand me i said i said squeeze my hand well he didn't he he there was no response I, so i just went on down to the end i said well let me quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. It reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Bible also reads, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever, right, Curtis? Curtis, he still didn't uh, uh, say nothing. But I'm looking at this guy, and he's looking at me like I'm fixing to pull an ice cream out for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy was intense. I, I, I'm ter- uh, uh, shot I am serious. So I went ahead, and I said, well, Curtis, I'm going to pray for you. And I asked the Holy Spirit to come upon you and that you'll be saved, and we'll settle this right now so you'll go to heaven, okay? And he's still looking at me. So I, I look at my team leader, so I just go ahead and, I do what they say to do, you know. So um, I uh, I went ahead and it says, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. It says, Lord, bless Curtis and his or her family with a long and healthy lives. Jesus, make yourself real today for Curtis and do a quick work in his heart. Curtis has not received Jesus Christ as if Curtis has not received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, I pray 
that he will do so now. And Curtis said, I love you. <laughs> yes. Now, when Curtis said, I love you, a man who hadn't spoke in 10 years since he had been in that nursing home, there was about 70 people in the cafeteria of this nursing home out just a little bit north of uh, Calvary Cathedral, Bob Nichols Church in Fort Worth, I think on Northside, everyone in the cafeteria stood up praising Jesus, okay? Now, that was one of my testimonies on July, 9th, on July 18th, Friday night, at Bob Nichols Church. And a guy named Brock came all the way back in a crowd of 6,500 people that night. Over 4,500 and close to 6,500 because the house was packed out. And we was back there where it was hot. And Brock came up and said, Frog, come with me. And he sent me right down on the very front row next to Bob Nichols and his wife and them, right where uh, George and Laura Bush would have sat if they would have been there. And Rodney Howard Brown can't look at me. If you know anything about Rodney, he has the spirit of right. joy, right? You know, my wife wanted to jump out of her pants. She was so excited. <laughs> uh, he laid hands on me and my wife. We both were out slain. I remember waking up and seeing my wife, and my wife was over there, and he was tickling my wife, and she looked like a little old Winnie to pull on her back on the front foyer or front floor of the church. And uh, at that point, the next morning when I did, went out and did street evangelism in the projects, um, we was going from project to project, and they made me team leader. I was so drunk that morning that I couldn't even drive, and I wasn't supposed to be driving. Um, but I kept having to make U-turns, and everybody that was following us, if you've ever done street evangelism, Rodney, you know what I'm talking about, everybody follows each other in cars, and we go get out in the parking lot and go just start getting on buses and whatever the, the deal is today. Well, we was in the projects, and this woman walked out of the house, and I asked her if God ever loved her, and he had a great plan for her life. And um, um, she said no, and I said, well, would you like to fix that now? And she said, yeah, so I led her to the Lord, and on the top of this card it says, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. And they teach us to hold this card in our hand, even if you know what it says, because if you act like you're reading it, it will distract the enemy, and the person will start trying to see what you're reading instead of wanting to argue with you. And I remember after I led her to the Lord, I said, do you know, not only does Jesus save like he just saved you, he also heals. I said, do you need any prayers? She showed me her back. This woman had staples in her back from a back wow. surgery. And I remember praying over her back, and I remember feeling it felt like uh, hot water was rolling from my shoulder out my arm on that woman's back, and she started crying. And when she turned around and had tears coming down her face, she showed me her hand. And her hand was as big as my forearm. It was all swollen up. It looked like one of those plastic gloves 
that when I color my wife's hair, I put on it. If you blow your, what I do is I always put it over my mouth and blow it, and it blows up so I can stretch it out. Her hand looked like that. It was blown up. And I thought, my word. I said, what in the world? And she said, I, she said it happened over a three-day period. She said, I can't get my ring off my finger. And her hand was huge. And I remember putting my hand over the top and the bottom of her hand, and I started praying, and I said, it's like Mike Simons. I used to hear Mike Simons say, in the name of Jesus. And I said, when I said, in the name of Jesus, two of the three girls that were with me all of a sudden were baptized in the Holy Ghost and started praying in tongues, and I didn't know what in the world was going on. You know what I mean? And all right. of a sudden, this woman this this woman's hand, all the swelling, went, it's like someone stabbed it with an ice pick and the air went out of it. And I remember all of a sudden I could feel the bones in the top of her hand. But because every, the way everything happened, the way the whole complexion, the whole atmosphere, the whole landscape immediately changed. When I said in the name of, when the J started coming out, I mean, it was like lightning and thundering. I mean, the Holy Ghost. Bam! Hit this woman, and her hand was healed. Finally, I quit praying. I didn't want to look to question God, so I kept praying. But finally, when I quit, I remember pulling my hands off, and she looked at her hand. Her name was Deborah. I've still got her testimony here written because we was live on uh, Daystar uh, at, at uh, Bob Nichols' church telling these testimonies. Christopher was still out in uh, Rhode Island. And that woman, all of a sudden, she grabbed her ring finger and pulled her ring off. She couldn't believe she could uh, pull that finger, that ring off. And she just started running through the projects like a ruptured gun. We all sat there thinking, wow, I got two girls in front of me praying to the Holy Ghost. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking to a person here that, that in the seventh month of his walk, all these phenomenal things of God are happening in my life. Well, that day, you know, I was still smoking them. And when I woke up that morning after being laid out July 18th at Bob Nichols Church at Calvary International, Calvary Cathedral, right there, off of, uh, right there by Northside, off of 35 in Fort Worth, Texas. And glory be to God and his wife, um, they have ministered us like Mike Simons has and his wife, Hazel. But um, that day, I got up, and I did not want to smoke. It was, I mean, God convicted me. It took seven months to seven its completion. That was one thing, you know, I had I had trash falling off of me. You know, when you've been a heathen your whole life, and all of a sudden you're, you give your life to God in a Holy Ghost-filled church, okay? Charismatic, Pentecostal. Let me tell you something. Trash is going to fall off of you, okay? It fell off of me. Ask Christopher. He was there. He he saw it happening over the first year I was walking with the Lord. This is before I met you, Sean. But getting back to the cat, my mom's cat got healed. I truly believe, I believe that you can lay hands on your cat, your dog, and God will heal them. Um, If you ask your cat, do you want some num-num, some milk? And she says, meow, 
If she runs over to her bow, I think she understands. So if you ask her, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life? And she says, meow. <laughs> you know, I lay hands on my cat, and I lead her to the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that my sheep shall know my voice. At, pa- at Pastor Becky Sadler's church, Chris, this little girl there wanted some bottle sheep. That's a little bitty baby sheep that you got to feed a bottle, a milk bottle. And their parents told them now, you know, if we get this sheep, it don't matter if it's rain, snow, sleet, shine, you girls have got to go out to the barn and feed these sheep. They said, okay. Well, they did. Well, it came time that the sheep got bigger, so they wanted to start breeding them. So they took the sheep down to the farmer down the street so they could get breaded. And mate, and about three months later or so, the, the, the farmer called and said, okay, come down here. Well, when they went down there to get their sheep, there was like 400, 500 sheep out there. And the girl's like, oh, no. You know, can you imagine trying to find your sheep at a 400 sheep? Huh? Huh? <laughs> no. That's no. what those little girls thought. They, they stepped there, and one of them started crying. They thought, oh, no. Well, the Lord put in this little girl's spirit to stand up on the doghouse and say, baby. So she got up there. She started saying, baby. And all of a sudden, this sheep out in the middle of her started going, man. <laughs> that sheep heard her voice and started pressing and pushing through the crowd of sheep running over to her. Isn't that phenomenal? Huh? That's amazing. <laughs> and so that's a true story. Wow. Uh, they denied that we adopted uh, uh, Marcelina at Compassion International was the night they had this band over there. And um, I'll have to tell you about the band in a different time. But anyway, I wanted to share that to you about our animals. Um, if you got animals that are sick, God will heal them. The Bible says that anything we ask, he will do in John fourteen fourteen. Okay. Hallelujah. So is that a Newfoundland that you have, your dog, in Newfoundland? Uh, no, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a, um, I don't know what it is. It's a dog. Okay. <laughs> My wife is like the breed. I couldn't tell you actually whatsoever. Um, I wish I could, but we actually have someone on the line uh, named James who needs prayer. Um, he actually has been doing, um, he has his own radio show and he's been doing, um, a lot of, um, deliverance ministry and he's getting pretty worn down. Um, and so he needs a touch from the Holy Spirit. So how do you feel about praying, Paul? You still there? Yeah, I'm here. What'd you say about me? No, I said, how do you feel about praying? I feel good about praying. Awesome. Okay, well, let me bring James in. Hey, James, welcome to Prayer International. Hey, um, how are you? So you've been doing um, ministry for the last couple of days. Um, well, yeah, basically, I just, you know, I just need, uh, I just need, I just need prayer. Um, you know, what, what I'm doing is kind of, kind of new, new to myself. You know, I haven't been doing. You know, I, I've had a show on for for about a year, 
and I'm not I'm not trying to plug my own my own thing or anything, but I've been doing it for for about a year, and this is the first time I've actually specifically done uh, deliverance online, and I just need you know I just I just need some strength because it's uh you know it's a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be, and um so I just need I just need prayer, however the Holy Spirit leads really. Okay. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, do you want to start it off, Paul? Uh, go ahead. I'll I'll um, circle back around and uh, I'll finish it up. And uh, so you go ahead and start prayer with him. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Lansing, uh, Lansing, Michigan. Hey, ma'am. Yeah. How's the weather up there right now? <laughs> uh, actually, it's a lot warmer than than usual. Uh, there's no snow on the ground at all, and so that's that's kind of unusual for this for this time of year. So, yeah, I got a very dear friend of mine. He's in uh, Dillon, Colorado. He's about nineteen, about ninety one hundred foot in elevation. I'm at uh, seventeen hundred in Kansas. Uh, we've had a real warm. Uh, winter. They don't even have snow in the ground up there in the resort area up in Colorado. So, um, you know, for some of us, you know, if, unless you just really love the snow, uh, I feel it's a blessing because I've got some people I've been doing ministry, you know, blessing them. They, they got a resort house out here, you know, and they're from Colorado and Arizona, so we've had warm weather. So we've been able to bless them getting their little resort property all dialed in. Um, so you do deliverance then, right? Well, you know, mainly it's just, you know, I pray for people and stuff like that. But just for this past week, or this, not this past week, but, you know, starting off Monday to, to Friday, and I'm just in my second day. And, um, you know, there's, you know, there were certain things I just couldn't, I couldn't budge and I couldn't move. And I just, you know, I just need God's wisdom. You know, I need, I need the Holy Spirit to, to just you know, you know, strengthen me, and to uh, you know, because because there, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of people got blessed, um, a lot of people got got delivered, but there were just a couple cases there that I just could not, I couldn't, I, I nothing would move, you know what I mean, and I just, uh, and like I said, I'm I'm just a little wore out. That's all. So right. Yeah. Well, you're obviously an awesome man of God. Um, for myself, when I pray, I expect mountains to move as well. Sometimes when we don't see them move, just you know, because we have in our past. I mean, the reason why we anyone that prays, we're given a gift to pray because somewhere, somehow, the Lord has put someone in our life that we've seen pray. Mm-hmm. Like Christopher was put in my life, and I used to go get Christopher to pray for me when I'd find people that needed prayer. And he used to hug me and tell me, look, you know, you got the same Holy Ghost I had, bro. And he'd pat me on the butt and tell me, go on, go pray for me. It make me mad. Well, finally, <laughs> I, I, I just said, okay, well, I, he, he must not be lying to me. He looks sincere. So I'd go tell that person that I was praying for. This was when I was doing street evangelism with Christopher. With Roddy Brown, I said, hey, "Well, my friend, he's busy, and he told me I got the same Holy Ghost that he has. So let me pray for you." And they say, "Okay, <laughs> this honest to God's truth." And you know what? I saw God move in a mighty way, and it built my confidence. 
yeah. uh, to where today, you know, because what we've seen people do, people get healed, so we pray. And then when we go out and pray, guess what happens? The enemy comes against us, don't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, the Bible says that iron is sharp as iron. Yeah. You know, and, and we're just standing the gap for each other. And yeah. uh, uh, Sean, I'll let him lean off, but I'll tell you something. We do love Jesus, and yeah. Sean's a prayer warrior. That's why we do what we do. How did you find us by chance? Just uh, searching uh, through Blog Talk Radio. Actually, I, I was just going to go ahead and hang it up for the night, and um, I just felt like I should come back and uh, and and look, and that's how I found your uh, your 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 radio show. Wow, hallelujah! Well, maybe you can become a partner with us and uh, go long term. We're going to be praying for all the nations so that we have a footprint um, in every state in the United States and every nation across the globe. So, your name is. Uh, James, uh, James Grabeel. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, God bless you, James. It's a pleasure. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. I'll put some music on while we pray. Um, <sighs> Father God, Lord, your word declares if two or more of us stand together in agreement concerning anything, Lord, you said that you're there in the midst, Father. You said that we war not against flesh and blood against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. Father, we wait upon you, Lord. Father, your word declares, and we know that you're not a man that you should lie. You said the words that come forth from your mouth will not return to you void, Lord. Father, you said those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, Father. You said, be still and know that I am God, Father. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we're asking Holy Spirit for refreshing over James, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would strengthen him with might through your spirit in his inner man, Father. Father, that you would begin to give him a spirit of discernment, Lord, in the work that he's doing right now, Father, as you're calling him into this area of deliverance, Father. For, you know, your word declared in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to reclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison to those who are bound. Jesus, you said in your name we would um, cast out demons, Father. Lord, and we know that we are nothing on our own, Father, but it's only through your Spirit, through your Holy Spirit, that anything happens, Father. It's only through faith in your Word and in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we ask that you would begin to reveal to James, Lord, give him a spirit of discernment, Father. Open his spiritual eyes, Father, into what's going on, Lord. Father, um, Jesus, you said that, you know, some spirits only come out by prayer and fasting, Father. So I pray that, Lord, you would give him wisdom, Father, concerning these things. Lord, you said, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, Father. And, you know, he said he wants a touch from me, Jesus. So, Father, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill him right now in your name, Lord. Refresh him with your presence, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. Father, we rebuke every demonic entity that's coming against him in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. In the name of Jesus, we command you 
Satan to leave in the name of Jesus. Every spirit who would be trying to attack him on the radio station and his personal life and his family life, we rebuke you and command you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, man. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, Paul. Heavenly Father, regarding shattering of strongholds on others, we come to you humble tonight, Father. We come to you now in the name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray for James. We ask you to forgive them for all their sins, iniquities, trespasses, and transgressions. Yes. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to cover their sins, iniquities, trespasses, and transgressions, Heavenly Father, with the blood of Lord Jesus Christ, and cleanse them of all unrighteousness, according to John 14, 14. Heavenly Father, as we stand in the gap from Kansas, by the power of Jesus Christ, we bind James's and everyone's body, their soul, their spirit, to the will and purpose of God for their lives. We bind James's mind, his will, and emotions to the will of God. We bind them to the truth and the blood of Jesus. We bind their minds to the mind of Christ and the very thoughts, feelings, and purposes of Jesus Christ's heart would be within their thoughts. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind their feet to the path of righteousness, that their steps would be steady and true. We bind them to the work of the cross with all its mercies, grace, love, forgiveness, and dying to self. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we loose every old, wrong, ungodly pattern of thinking, attitude, idea, desire, belief, motivation, habit, and behavior from them. We tear down, we crush, we smash, and destroy every stronghold associated with these things in the name of Jesus. We lose any strongholds in their life that has been justifying and protecting hard feelings against anyone, Heavenly Father. We lose strongholds of unforgiveness and fear and distrust from them. In the name of Jesus, of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lose the power and effects of deception and lies from them, Heavenly Father. We lose the confusion and blindness of the enemy from the minds that has kept them from seeing your light, Heavenly Father, from the gospel of Jesus Christ. We call forth every precious word of Scripture into his heart that has ever entered into the minds and hearts, that it would rise up in power within him, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we loose the power and effects of any harsh words towards him, any words cursed spoken about him or them. We lose all generational bondages in the name of Jesus associated with strongholds from them. We lose all effects of bondages 
from them that may have caused any mistakes in his ministry, in their ministry, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we crush and smash, destroy generational bondages. Anything, any hindrances of any kind of mistakes, Heavenly Father, made at the point between generations. In the name of Jesus, we destroy them right here, right now, in Lansing, Michigan, from Kansas, from Dallas. In the name of Jesus, they will not bind any curses anymore of any members of him or his family. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we bind the strong men that we may spoil his house, Heavenly Father. Taking back every bit of joy, peace, blessings, freedom from every material of spiritual possession stolen from him in the name of Jesus. We take it back right now in Jesus' name. We loose the strong man's influence over every part of his body, every skin cell, every tentacle, every soul, every spirit. We loose in the mighty name of Jesus. We crush and smash and destroy every evil device, Heavenly Father, the enemy that he has tried to destroy to bring into the sphere of influence over his life. We bind and loose the things in Jesus Christ, the holy name. Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. For you have given him the keys and the authority to do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Sean? Yes, sir. Um, if, if I can, before we get off the line, I would like to bring Carolyn on the line. Um um, it's actually my mother. Um, okay. She wants prayer for her teeth. Um, sure. You know, and I thought, well, there's not a better person to have someone pray for teeth than you. Sure. Um, you know what I mean? Amen. So, uh, uh, Mom? Uh-huh. Mrs. Pintor, how are you doing? Oh, fine. How are you? This is Prayer International Live from the studios of Kansas. Oh. <laughs> uh, we just got through praying for a brother of ours out of Lansing, Michigan. Really? Yeah. Um, and before we went off the air, I wanted we got about five minutes that Sean can minister to you. Sean... The Lord has blessed him with a dentist. I don't know all the story behind it, but he has all new teeth now. Oh, how wonderful. Um, so I wanted to get Sean, maybe James may even want to pray for you. We'll just see how the Lord works. Go ahead, Sean. Okay, what's your name, Carolyn? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Father God, you love to give good gifts to your children, Father. And your word declares that by your stripes we're healed, Father. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we command every bit of pain to leave her mouth in the name of Jesus, Father. Father, every broken tooth restored in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, we ask for complete and total healing in her mouth over every tooth, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Complete and total restoration in the name of Jesus, Father. Through your blood, Father, through your word, Father, we stand and agree upon your word and come in agreement with you for her healing, Father. By your stripes we are healed, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask for complete and total healing right now in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? You want hey, to pray, want to pray, James? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this for this mighty woman of God. I ask, Lord, that you do a complete restoration in her in her mouth, but not just for her teeth, Father God, but also for the words of her mouth, Lord, uh, that they bless God with 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 power. I just thank you, Father God, that she prays and that she's able to pray and that she's a pray, praying woman. But God, I also I just give her the I just pray that she has the 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 ear of the learned and the tongue of the learned in Isaiah 50, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I pray the same thing over myself today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you mean the, the Isaiah 50? Isaiah 50? Was that, was that what you were referring to? No, I just prayed over myself. I asked for power. See, I'm not good at speaking. I may Neither be good at Martha. yelling sometimes. Uh, what, Paul? Ne- no, that was Sean. I was going to say, neither was Moses. Moses wasn't good at speaking. So he thought he was so bad at speaking that he asked the Lord to let him out of the calling that the Lord had on his life. And the Lord, But the Lord didn't agree with him. And, the, you know, Paul said the same thing. He said, I came not to you with excellence of speech or with human wisdom. But he said, uh, demonstrating, but it was about demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit. Or my, 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 my preaching and teaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Because it doesn't really matter how, how good you think you speak. It really, it really doesn't even matter what you It really doesn't really even matter what words you do. You, all that really matters is the Holy Spirit that's upon you. You start talking. Amen. So, um, well, Paul, we got about three minutes left. Okay. So I'm going to put some worship music on on our way out of here. Okay. Mom, God bless. Okay, okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, okay. Okay, Sean. Radio. radio. Uh, Our call number is 619-688-8455. And we will see you tomorrow night.
bind up the broken hearted. Bring freedom to the captain. Release the one.